podcasting from Dallas, Texas. I am Shireen, and this is the Yumlish Podcast. Yumlish empowers people with chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes and heart disease to take charge of their health through diet. And this podcast is created to amplify the voices of patients, health professionals, employers, and community members who are working to reduce the risk of these chronic diseases and put your health first. In today's episode, we will speak to a registered dietitian based out of a small town of Bluffton, South Carolina. We will learn about her journey to this town her work with the diabetes community, and the impact from COVID-19. For context in the ever-evolving situation of COVID-19, this episode was recorded on March 19th of 2020. We are speaking to Barbara Moschetta. Barbara has practiced nutrition for over 25 years as a registered dietitian. She's practiced in federally qualified health centers, outpatient medical offices. She specializes both in pediatric and adult weight management, diabetes treatment, and prevention programs. She currently works for Prosology Health, based out of Hilton Head, South Carolina, and her goal is to bring best practices to a community that is in need of access to a dietitian, regardless of income and other barriers. Welcome, Barbara. Right off the bat, I'd like to jump into your background. I'd like to learn more about your interest. I'm becoming a registered dietitian and learning more about your experience. Well, I actually decided to become a dietitian when I was 15 years old, when I was in my biology class, and my instructor mentioned that there was such a career when I was had a draw to food science. So that was the beginning of my path. So I had such a passion for food and nutrition anyway, and had no idea there was such a career path. So I left high school early, went to college a little early and got started right away and just fell in love with the whole profession. And I think it served me well, and I have served others well um, during my journey and continue. Now, in your bio, it mentions that you've worked at federally qualified qualified, excuse me, health centers. Can you speak to me a little bit about your experience there and then your current experience in Bluffton, South Carolina? What is it? 25 minutes from Savannah, correct? About 30, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me more about that. Okay. So when I started out, I had a wonderful mentor who found me when I was doing my grad program. So we worked at the migrant farm worker camps in Orange County, New York, which is the black dirt region for onion farmers and other produce. So we did hypertension screening and diabetes education 101 for all the migrant farm workers. At that time, they would leave Florida and Mexico and come up north to work the fields and packing houses. So I did my thesis there, and ever since then, I had a draw to federally qualified health centers because it was a grant-funded program. I went into private practice and WIC and all these other positions, but then full circle, I turned 40-plus years old and end up back in a federally qualified health center under that same dietitian who has mentored me for years and has given me that gift 
um, to work with the underserved. Seeking a better quality of life for myself mm -hmm. out in the north, and I found that there was a lot of long-term care positions here, but not really anything that would fit what I wanted to do here, and I fell into a wonderful group practice that is promoting health and wellness in the community from fitness levels to um, massage therapy and acupuncture, and they really honor dietetics, and it was really impressive to me that dietetics was one of their primary focuses as well, and there is such a need in this community because there's one or two other outpatient dietitians in the area, but for the hospital doesn't have one on Hilton Head, and I'm not so sure about some of the other hospitals. So people actually have to go to Charleston or Savannah or look online, and that's the one thing we want to create is a better access to dietetics here in the Hilton Head, Bluffton, Beaufort County area. So, and you, so you mentioned there are not a lot of dietitians there, so tell me more about how many residents are we talking? Well, Bluffton is a suburb, you know, of Savannah and Charleston. It's a small, beautiful city that's a resort area for most. Um, but most most of us that are living here are trying to make a living. So it's about 23,000 and growing. And so with that, the infrastructure has to grow, the housing, the transportation. So it kind of reminds me of Orange County back in the 80s, but it's having a multiple level of growth with um, housing now. But affordable housing is, is really a barrier right now because people who work on the island may not necessarily be able to afford to live on the island. And so that's what the lieutenant governor is trying to create is um, better transportation and better access for a living. So 23,000 residents, about um, only one or two dietitians serving all 23,000? Well, there is a hospital dietitian for inpatient, and there's another okay. hospital over in Beaufort. So they're probably taking care of the inpatients. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, if you look online on Google or Google Business or Health Props, there's like two besides mm -hmm. me. Other, other than that, you go to Charleston. Wow. Okay. And so tell us more about these residents. What, what kind of industries are they in? What are they doing? So we have the retirement group who are here enjoying this wonderful weather for golf and recreation. We have beaches. We have hiking trails. Um, then you also have hospitality and um, retail is very key here. We have Tanger Outlets. We have um, many grocery stores and more buildings as more houses are being built, more people are coming down. So for young people, it's a little more challenging because they may have college degrees like my daughter and can barely find something other than retail. But we have found medicine. There's medical practices opening up. And so a lot of our young people are actually seeking employment in medical fields. Speaking about diabetes specifically, what is the prevalence of diabetes or what sort of challenges do you see in the community when it comes to diet-related chronic illnesses, even via diabetes or, or heart disease? Well, with diabetes in our community, I, I'm just learning about um, what's happening, but a lot of the families, again, are working two jobs. Um, you know, each household has two people working, they have one day off a week. If they're in retail, it's a very unpredictable day off. The schedules are very unpredictable. Or they might be in um, landscaping. 
hospitality again. So the challenges are long hours, long work hours, unusual work hours, people who are well-managed with diabetes, who are the retirees perhaps, and they have their medical providers up in New York. So they don't live here full time. They may have their medical care taken care of elsewhere. But there is no endocrinologist in this region. Um, I, I shouldn't say region. I should say Bluffton, Hilton Head. The nearest one is in Savannah. There's a couple of them. We lost our dietitian in the hospital who was a diabetes educator. So there's not much support other than diabetes, um, people with diabetes going to a doctor who might specialize a little more in diabetes, I'm hearing. But for the most part, they're going to primaries or traveling for the care. So it's challenging that way because if they're working so much, it's very hard for them to get to their appointments. So you've got this population of 23,000. Most people are in, in retail. Um, you've got, in addition to that, you have no endocrinologists in the in that area and limited dietitians, two to three inpatient, and seems like you're, you're holding the fort down on outpatient registered dietitian services. It's starting, and luckily Medicare and Medicaid will cover diabetes, but the people with prediabetes, they're not covered. And the people with obesity who is going at a very high risk for diabetes are not getting that, you know. And some of the insurance companies in South Carolina are not putting dietitians on their, um, mm-hmm. on their panels. So you know, people who can't afford it aren't going to come in. So what do you, in, in, in the small percentage that you are able to meet with, what do you normally recommend to them given the lifestyle that they have? The food culture in the low country is a lot of fried food and a lot of fast food I'm seeing. Not, you know, we have fine restaurants too, but right now they're closed. But um, as far as um, food challenges, getting past some of the food culture here and learning to embrace where people are at, maybe reducing the portion sizes, especially the carbohydrates. Um, certain cultures really enjoy more comfort food, the carbohydrates, which if the sugars are being challenged, that, that may not be in someone's best interest depending on where they're at with their numbers and if they are self-monitoring. Some people are afraid to self-monitor their blood sugars. Um, but as far as... Uh, my recommendations is to limit the portion sizes, um, use a smaller plate. I always use my palm of my hand for measurement and just suggest if it's larger than your hand, it might be too much, depending if you're trying to lose weight. And, you know, so there's, there's little tricks that we can teach with the plate method. And it's fairly simple because I'm, someone may not be willing to give up some of the foods that they like, and I understand that. I want to understand a little bit more about the ethnic breakdown of the folks mm-hmm. um, out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I don't have statistics, but we have a lot of um, Americans here that are either Hispanic from South America or Mexico. Um, we have the rural poor makeup here of the early um, Gullah culture and so they have food practices that are different. Um, it's it's a melting pot here in a sense because um, 
we have very good restaurants that accommodate all. You know, and we have Ecuadorian restaurants, we have Mexican restaurants. Um, so I think the challenges with those foods is the volume. I work with where they're at. If they're willing to make small changes, that's really what it's about. And then couple it with exercise because the diabetes prevention program, their real focus is really exercise and fitness level and just improving movement in Americans. And that works across the board with pediatric obesity prevention, um, maternal child health. If we have a, a pregnant woman with very high blood sugars, that's going to impact the next generation or overweight. You know, um, there's a lot of research with digestive health and diabetes and just learning how to restore our immune system with a lot of healthy vegetables and plant-based foods. So it's kind of marrying different food cultures together, but looking at, you know, what what's working out there for dietetics and, and for health and longevity. So from here, I want to dive into the current state of affairs with COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the implications it has had on your community at large and then specifically within uh, diabetes and diet-related chronic illnesses. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about what that has looked like. Uh, and I want to touch back upon when you had mentioned uh, predominantly retail industry. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are stores closed, limited hours, things like that in place currently. What are you yes. seeing and what has that what has that been like? Well, we're seeing a lot of fear and it's hitting home to me as I learned those people in the area now have tested positive. So now the reality is here in Bluffton and um, we still have people trying to come down for spring break because this is another destination for spring break and uh, the beaches are still open from what I understand our public parks are open and they are sanitizing bathrooms so they haven't closed that down and as far as some of the stores have very limited hours or not open at all uh, grocery stores are open and I, I praise all that are working at a grocery store right now because they're stressed they're worried And um, there's the hoarding going on. And that's, again, out of fear. There are some psychological issues that people need to stop. And that's, that's, you've got to have compassion for that, too. But everybody's becoming much more neighborly and helpful. Can you speak a little bit about diabetes specifically and um, the patients that you're seeing? What kind of impact are you seeing all of this have on them? Well, another dietitian that I met, who moved down here not long ago, she works at Volunteers in Medicine to see the patients on a certain day of the week that need help and guidance with diabetes. And so I reached out to them and we started a support group early January. And it's been very successful, at least nine people showing. And uh, right now they're closed and we're not having our fundraiser. It's postponed. We're not having um, our group in April, maybe May. Not sure yet. And it's a support group open to the community for people with diabetes. But right now, we're not able to have it. Um, but it was it was a nice support group for people to ask questions and share and try new recipes. We always provide a recipe 
I too have diabetes, so it impacts me because I am very uh, responsive to stress and my numbers will go up. So I can see that that's probably impacting a lot of people right now. It's just the increased cortisol and stress. With the limited interaction that patients are now having with doctors, with, with, you know, with a dietitian like yourself, um, have you guys looked at a telehealth format? What, what has that experience been like? Well, I had a patient who had prediabetes who reached out to me, and he didn't want to come in because he has um, immunocompromised in different ways and in addition. So we did a phone consult with him and his wife the other day, and that was perfect. I, I felt like we engaged, we embraced, um, shared stories. So it, it was a good experience, and I felt like his answers were, uh, his questions were answered, and I'm sending out a packet of materials that I normally would have given them in, in our session. So I know my office is looking at the actual telehealth format. I know other dietitians in the area across the state are working in their offices and just phoning the patients in the hospital. A friend of mine that lives out of the area is um, seeing patients at the VA, but virtually. So with that, and as, mm -hmm. as people are staying indoors more, what kind of resources can you share um, and what kind of pearls of wisdom do you have to share? Well, I've been doing some YouTube yoga, and you can I did it a couple of weeks ago just because it was pouring rain. I didn't want to go out to class. But you can take walks. You can play with your kids outside. Um Hiking, biking, I'm seeing a lot more outdoor activity going on. But if you're still indoors, if you don't live in a safe neighborhood for some reason, I would recommend doing some anything you can do um, at home using light weights or uh, resistance bands. Some people, well, I've had patients use the stairs and just walk those stairs. There's um, DVDs, walk around your house five miles. These services, or Gary Schreiner, he's a he's a, has diabetes himself, and he wrote several books. Six of them. One is called Think Like a Pancreas, but he has a Facebook page and website for integrative diabetes services, and they have a dietitian. She sends recipes, so that's a good online source. And his books are wonderful. You can order on Amazon and Kindle and all that. So. Um, I also use, um, Michelle May has a mindful eating, eat what you love, love what you eat with diabetes. And she has online newsletters that help people support with the emotional impact of um, nutrition. And, you know, we all love food. So it's helpful to uh, realize that if you have diabetes, you don't have to give up the foods you love. It's just how you balance them and portions and and with what foods you have them together with. So um, there is also the American Diabetes Association, and they have free materials uh, online. That's great. And so we're, we're nearing the end of the episode here, Barbara. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love for folks, actually, to learn a little bit more about how they can connect with you uh, and learn more about your work. Oh, thank you. Um, I have my own Facebook page, but I'm also linked with Pulsology.biz, um, Pulsology Fitness and Pulsology Health. 
and that's in Hilton Head, Bluffton, South Carolina. And I have a health prop page. I have, I'm on Google Business, Dietitians in Bluffton. Um, my last name's a little hard to spell for email, but it's M-O-S-C-H-I-T-T-A, and it's Barbara. So Barbara Machetta dot, uh, at policology.biz. Well, thanks so much for your time, Barbara. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This was, again, Barbara Machetta, and she's based out of Bluffton, South Carolina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Yumlish Podcast with Shireen. If you like our show and want to learn more, you can find information at yumlish.com. You can also leave us a review here. We will see you at the next one. And remember, your health always comes first. <laughs>